0: As we enter the season of Advent for 2023, we're going to reflect on the theme of hope, as I'm sure you've all picked up on by now. When I was looking into hope on the internet, I came across some interesting debates on the website Reddit. For those that are unfamiliar with Reddit, it is essentially a website where people can discuss and debate different topics. The debates were around the ethics of having children in a world where things just seem to be getting worse all the time. The cost of living, climate change, overpopulation, wars and rumours of wars, famine and diseases. For so many in the world today, they they look to their future and they see no hope of things ever getting better. Others put their hope in the next generation arguing that children are our hope for the future, a phrase that I'm sure many of you have heard. So what do we as Christians put our hope in? About 2,000 years ago, in a world filled with wars and rumours of wars, famine and diseases, a child was born. Let us pray. Lord God, today as we come into this time of reflecting on your word, I pray that you will help us put away our distractions and focus on what you are trying to say to us. I pray that you will speak to each one of us during this time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, as many of you know, I am a Geelong supporter. Each week during the football season, I hope that Geelong will play well and win their match. This is not something I have any control over nor is it something that I can trust, as Michelle and Roger can attest to being fellow Geelong supporters. We all experience these types of hopes. We can hope for good weather, or for good health, or for any number of things. And hoping for these sorts of things are fine, as long as we recognise that ultimately we cannot put our faith in these things. Our football team will not win every week, We can't always rely on our health. These things should not be where we get our hope from. For Mary and Joseph, life would not have been easy. They were poor, heavily taxed, and living under the brutal rule of King Herod and Caesar as well. On top of this, when Mary was pregnant, they had to return to Bethlehem to take part in a census which meant that Caesar wanted to keep track of how much tax he was due. These don't sound like the ideal conditions to raise a child, but Mary and Joseph pushed on, for amid their struggles, they had a hope that they could trust, a hope in God. In Isaiah 9, verse 6 to 7, we read, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. So this is the context in which Mary and Joseph were born. Just like there is today, there was plenty of suffering in the world. But the Jewish people were all waiting for a Messiah to rescue them from their suffering. This was a hope that they had that the rest of the world did not. And it was a hope that they could trust. But they did not know exactly how that would happen but they had hope that God would fulfill the promises that he had made. So Mary and Joseph would have shared this hope when they were each visited by an angel of the Lord. In Luke 1 verses 28 to 33, we read of Mary's encounter with an angel. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. So, Mary and Joseph had not only the shared hope of Israel, but they also had their personal hopes in God, that he would fulfil the promises he made to them. And what a promise that was, to take an active part in the birth of the Messiah. A little bit later in Luke, Mary goes and visits her relative Elizabeth, who was pregnant at the time with John, who would later be known as John the Baptist. We pick this up in Luke 1, verses 41 to 45. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leapt within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honoured that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, The baby in my womb jumped with joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Elizabeth said that Mary was blessed because she believed the Lord would do what he said. This demonstrates where Mary's hope was. When we have faith in the promises that God has made, then he blesses us and he uses us to further his kingdom. As I said earlier, it is not wrong to hope for the things of this world, but we cannot have faith in these hopes. But when we put our hopes in God, when we faithfully trust in his promises, then there is no limit to what he can do through us. Something else that stands out to me about the passage that we just read is that Elizabeth was supernaturally filled with the Holy Spirit for a short time, as are many people in the Bible before Jesus' death and resurrection. She is able to prophesy and recognize the Messiah through the power of the Holy Spirit. We see this also with Simeon and Anna in Luke 2 when Jesus was presented at the temple on the eighth day after his birth for circumcision, both Simeon and Anna were also filled with the Holy Spirit and recognised who Jesus was. Simeon is described as a righteous and devout man, eagerly awaiting the Messiah to come and rescue Israel, and Anna is described as a widowed prophet who never left the temple, day or night. In Luke 2, verse 38, it says, talking about Anna, she came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. So God revealed the good news about the birth of Jesus to those who had been waitingly, waiting expectantly for the Messiah those whose hope was in God and they in turn could share this good news with those around them. It is interesting to note that Luke chooses to highlight a widow and an old man here, people of low status in the world. This can be seen with the shepherds as well, who the angel of the Lord appears to. Shepherds were amongst the lowest ranking members of society Contrast this to the powerful and influential Pharisees and teachers of religious law, who Jesus describes in Matthew 15.8 as having hearts that are far from him, referencing the book of Isaiah. I am not saying that being successful is necessarily a bad thing, but these things can be a trap for us as Christians when we put our hope in our success or in our power or in our influence. Time and time again, God chooses the righteous, the humble, the widowed, the poor, and the lowly to reveal his glory to. Those whose hope is in God, not in the world. So if we want God to use us, let us make sure our hope is in him. So what does this look like? Anyone who's been following the news at all will have heard of the phrase, the cost of living crisis. Times like this can be challenging for all of us, but they can also be an opportunity for us to discover where we're placing our hope. I've even found myself stressing about money with thoughts like, how am I gonna afford this? Or things are getting so expensive. How are we gonna manage if things keep on like this? But these thoughts just reveal my weakness. My hope should not be in the economy or in inflation, but in God. So are we trusting God to provide it for us? After all, Jesus tells us in Matthew 6 to not worry about what to eat or what to wear, but to have faith in God. Or are we putting our hopes in the systems of the world And this is something that all of us, even us Christians, can fall into the trap of doing. And it's not just money. It could be any number of things. Are our hopes in our own intellect or in God's wisdom? Do we hope in our own righteousness to make us right with God? Or do we trust in God's mercy through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross? And these kind of questions are not to condemn us but to convict us and remind us that we all have times of weakness. But that is okay because God can be our strength. Having hope in God is not about hoping that things will always turn out for the best or that we will always live perfect lives but trusting that despite what we face, God has a plan for us. And there is something that we as christians wait for just as israel waited for the messiah's birth and just like the hope of israel was a hope that the world didn't share so is the hope that we as believers have we have a shared hope for the second coming of christ paul puts it like this in romans 8 but with eager hope the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay, for we all know uh, for we know that all creation has been groaning as in the ch- pains of childbirth right up to the present time, and we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. So it's not just us as believers, but all of creation that groans for freedom from death and decay. And we we as believers today, we're fortunate to have the free gift of the Holy Spirit available to us permanently. And just like with Elizabeth and Simeon and Anna, the Holy Spirit testifies Jesus to us. But for us, the Holy Spirit never leaves but faithfully abides within us as a foretaste of future glory, convicting us in our times of weakness and teaching us to be more like Jesus. Paul goes on in Romans 8, verse 24. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, We must wait patiently and confidently. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. So this is what we mean when we talk about hope in the Bible. Not hoping that something will work out the way that we want, but waiting confidently and patiently for the things that have been promised to us. And in our times of weakness, And if you're anything like me, you'll have plenty of those. The Holy Spirit is there to help us through. It may seem like things are getting worse in the world all the time. But Jesus tells us in John 15 that we as believers, we're not of this world. This doesn't mean that the things that affect the world don't affect us. But it does mean our faith is not in those things staying tethered to Jesus' teachings will keep us attuned to the Holy Spirit, then when the bad times come, and yes, they will come, we will have a sustainable hope that there is something far greater awaiting us. In Matthew 13, we hear about King Herod's wrath, born out of jealousy and insecurity, where he orders all boys two years and under, to be killed in and around Bethlehem. Such unimaginable horror, unfortunately all too typical of the evil that we see in the world today and in the hearts of us as humans. But despite evil's best efforts, God was one step ahead. We read in Matthew 2, verse 13, After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. God is always one step ahead. There will always be evil in this world. Jesus himself describes Satan as the ruler of the world. But God has a plan. God has won. And God has a plan for us as well. Just like Mary and Joseph, every one of us has a calling on our life. And that is something to be hopeful about. Even in the bad times, God has a plan. And just like the Holy Spirit called those in the Bible to share their hope with others, we too are called to share our hope with each other. Coming to church and fellowshipping with other believers helps us to share this hope and encourage each other when we need encouraging. After all, we all share the hope that no matter how bad things seem to be getting in the world, Jesus is coming again. Whether that is in our lifetime or not, it doesn't really matter. God has a plan And either way, we will be spending eternity with Jesus. But let us not just share the hope with fellow believers. Let us share this hope throughout the world. With so many people out there losing hope, we can be like a light shining in the darkness. That is what Jesus has called his followers to do. In a world where believers and non-believers alike are debating on whether they should bring a child into this world. This Advent season, I'm going to put my hope in a child that was brought into the world over 2,000 years ago, into a nation facing persecution, suffering, poverty, disease and death. The greatest miracle the world has ever seen, that the creator of this universe who want to come and live amongst us. This Advent season, I am going to remember that not only did Jesus come and live amongst us, dying on the cross for our sins, but he is coming again. And that is a hope that I can trust. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for the hope that you have given us through your Son, Jesus Christ. May we have awareness of you in our day-to-day lives through the power of the Holy Spirit so that we may faithfully and patiently trust in the promises that you have made us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as we come into a time of response, there are some prompts on the screen. Feel free to use them, or write down whatever you feel moved by the Spirit to write. So on the screen it says, Who or what are your hopes in? How can you share or demonstrate your hope in God to others this Advent season? Or simply spend a few moments focusing on the Holy Spirit's presence within you. Let His presence give you hope about what is to come.